listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon, and I'm super excited to welcome back to the studio, well, the studio to the program, Cruzy McCalligan. How are you doing, Cruz? <laughs> I'm good. I'm there in spirit, yes, even though are. we are socially distanced we are. and virtually backgrounded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not even at the broadcasting house studio, but I thought I'd be there sort of in spirit. We are also uh, on Facebook Live as well. So if people want to see our wonderful virtual backgrounds and listen to the chat, listen to Cruz talk about our wonderful topic, uh, log on to Facebook and go to uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Cruz, what have you got to share with us this afternoon? Um, we're going to be talking about hibernation, which um, I've been daydreaming about recently. Is that a weird confession? I've been daydreaming about the concept of hibernating um, and thinking about a little bit. Of course, the funny thing is, like, when you have young children that um, you get, ex- you know, that they learn about animals and things that animals do. And we never really think about things. It's like one of those gifts of kids. They remind you about all the amazing things about the world, blah, blah, blah. But um, one of the things is bears hibernating. So we have all these picture books with about, like, the bears going to hibernate. I'm like, oh, yeah, hibernation. That's a concept I hadn't thought of in such a long time. You know what I mean? Um, So then um, the good thing is that um, animals that hibernate definitely seem to have the right idea. Um, You know, they find a cozy burrow, they head indoors, they catch some sleep until spring returns. Um, Or do they? I realize this is not actually that accurate. This isn't actually um, what, what hibernation is. It's really different to what I thought. Because apparently when animals hibernate, they aren't sleeping. I thought they just went to sleep for a really long time, which I is why they I went to sleep too. <laughs> exactly. No, what do so, they do? So what happens is when, so basically, when weather is cold and food is in short supply, animals like hedgehogs, bears, and bats become inactive to save energy. So during hibernation, their heart rates and their breathing slow down, and their body temperature drops as well. Um, and of course, to prepare for a long hibernation in which they don't eat or drink, animals just stuff their faces. Um, for example. Sorry. For example, uh, dormice uh, eat so much that by the end of summer, they can double their normal size, um, which is just as well, because during hibernation, they can lose up to half of their body weight um, just because they haven't eaten. But of course, animals hibernate in lots of different ways. So I was thinking about like, okay, bears hibernating and you get like all cozy in a little cave and you get curled up with your little brambles or whatever and you get all cozy and you sleep. But there's lots of different ways that animals hibernate. For example, snails attach themselves to a surface, cover themselves with their own slime and wait out winter that way. Hedgehogs um, build little nests out of grass and leaves and straw, often underneath fallen logs. Interestingly, some animals can't hibernate. For example, squirrels can't build up enough body fat to hibernate. So what they do is during the summer, they stash food in different locations. So that's why you have squirrels with loads of acorns hidden in trees and stuff like that. And then in in winter, they sleep for up to 20 hours a day. um, And then they head out early in the morning or late in the afternoon to snack on these hordes of food that they have. Um, which is pretty amazing. Um, But of course, uh, interestingly, so reptiles like snakes and lizards often find an unused burrow and settle in to wait out the cold because they're already cold-blooded because their body temperature is controlled by the environment. So this is called bromation, so it's not quite hibernation. Um, Interestingly, um, there was a thing that people are really fascinated about is frogs and hibernation. They're like, how do frogs survive winter without freezing? Right, because and and this is really interesting. Apparently, they do freeze. Essentially, a frog freezes and then it thaws out in summer again. 
which is amazing to think about as well that they actually do that now what we think about is like people sleeping for a long time and um but interestingly they like for example bears are not actually asleep when they hibernate they spend winters in like a lighter sleeping kind of stage but they can be easily woken up so you can't just walk in and think they're just dead to the world they're not um the big difference uh, what they call it's called a torpor that's what they're they're at the state of a bear there's a big difference between a torpor and hibernation so torpor is usually short term and in response to environmental temperature and food availability um but a longer term hibernation is driven by day length and hormonal changes so um it's a, it's, it's a really interesting thing the kind of like physiological differences that animals go through um and uh, again just because they're resting doesn't mean they're not getting stuff done, which is something I feel like I can appreciate I'm, as someone who's never fully rested now. Um, bears apparently can give birth during that torpor stage and nurse their cubs, uh, while birds have known to get like to be asleep while incubating their nest. So everyone's kind of multitasking when they're hibernating anyway. It's not really like you just kind of tap out, which is making it less of a daydream of mine. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah, do you still wanna um, hibernate or uh, torpor? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, um, but um, but so yeah. So as I mentioned, so one of the most extreme hibernators is frogs. Wood frogs are the most extreme hibernators. Sixty-five percent of the water in their bodies turns to ice during the winter, wow. and the frogsicles stay frozen for up to seven months before thawing out again. Seven, seven months. months, and then before you know it, seven they have months. to they have to freeze again for the next hibernation. Exactly. It's not really a very efficient lifestyle, but that's fine. Um, really, so there's a lot of things that we're still learning about um, hibernation and people are still really interested and scientists are really interested in how hibernation works. Hibernation has been shown to repair brain and cell damage in animals while maintaining skeletal muscles. Um, and in the future, lowering body temperature and slowing metabolism by inducing a human hibernation could help people recover from strokes or other trauma. And of course, as someone who believes in a Star Trek future, it could also come in handy during long term space travel. So if we can work out the code for human hibernation, it might help us to be able to travel to distant planets in the future. Um, which is pretty fascinating. Um, of course, some animals can survive without oxygen while hibernating. Um, during hibernation, animals' body temperature drops, their heart rate lowers, and their breathing rates can be reduced by 50 to 100%. Wow. So 100% that means you stop breathing. So like bats, for example, have been known to um, only breathe once an hour <laughs> in, the, in, an in a hibernating state, which is amazing when we think that these animals are capable of completely changing how they their entire physiology just to conserve works. energy because they're not eating a just lot to even energy. even breathing is too much energy absolutely so it's really fascinating in that way and people um they also say that so as i said like um you've got uh, bears that can give birth and nurse their young while hibernating um but of course they they can easily be woken up um so even though they're they're um they also, uh, they, their heart rate drop and things like that. They still can just sometimes like, wake up and move around a bit and stuff like that. They're not completely, completely asleep. Um, so that's quite fascinating. Um, I do think it's amazing how much I, uh, I saw all this stuff about um, frogs freezing themselves for hibernation. Like I couldn't get, I couldn't get, I couldn't get over that. So I deep dived into that a little bit more um, and how amazing it is that they could, you know, if that they, for example, 
for example, a, so a com common misconception about frogs hibernating is that they would spend the winter the way that say turtles do they dig into the mud at the bottom of a stream or a pond and they kind of stay kind of insulated in there but actually if a hibernating frog did that it would suffocate if it was stuck under mud for an extended period of time so a hibernating so what happens is a hibernating turtle's metabolism slows down so drastically that they can get by just on the oxygen in the mud but for a frog it must be near oxygen rich water and spend a good a uh, portion of the winter only partially buried. They may even swim around slowly. So interestingly, why don't they die? Why don't they die if they, they freeze and a huge portion of their bodies freeze? Well, it's called antifreeze. So um, ice crystals form in places as like the body cavity and the bladder and under the skin, but there's a high concentration of glucose in the frog's vital organs that prevents complete freezing, which would obviously be... Um, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't work. You can't be completely frozen. Kind of a, and a frozen partially heart. Frozen, yeah, exactly. A, a partially frozen frog will stop breathing and its heart will stop be beating and it will appear quite dead. But when um, when the, the hibernation environment warms up above freezing, it will start to soar out and its heart and its lungs will resume activity, which is amazing. It's like the living dead. It really is. And it's incredible the different things that people are so interested to think about that in terms of uh, like what that could mean for any kind of physiological process. Um, one thing, another thing that people are really interested in looking at is um, the squirrel. There's an Arctic ground squirrel and they're wondering about how it, during its hibernation, its brain may lose vital neural connections, but it's evolved a way to recuperate and understanding that process might help scientists to treat Alzheimer's. So we're starting to look at people like animals Squirrels. hibernation processes in terms of what that means for the future of, of people and, and like curing, like finding a, a solution for Alzheimer's and, and how we prepare our how we um, repair any kind of lost neural connections. So small hibernating mammals like hamsters, hedgehogs, bats, they turn down their body thermostat and they, they relinquish that defining feature that we have as mammals, which is warm blood. And Arctic ground squirrels are the most extreme examples. So they, um, they, they find that they, they drop their body's temperatures to 2.9 degrees Celsius, which is freezing that's like yeah that's really really cold that's like what you that's the back of your fridge colder you know colder than the back of your fridge but despite this the blood remains liquid which is amazing so we're they're looking at all these different things about this squirrel to see um what would happen why you know they can kind of they're losing all of this um this kind of plasticity in their brains and all of this, these vital connections, things aren't, blood isn't moving the way it's supposed to, but yet they can bounce back from it. So people are really, really interested in that, um, which is again, quite fascinating. Um, and yes, that's, that's a lot about hibernation. And it's not just places that are cold that things hibernate. So for example, in hot, dry climates, creatures like the African hedgehog and crocodiles, they do this thing called Astivate. And this is when they find a cool, safe spot and become inactive. And it's actually usually shorter than hibernation. But this is something that lots of animals do because, hey, let's face it, existence is pretty exhausting. So every so often they need a bit of we need a bit of time to like tap out 
find a bit of a burrow and just chill out for a while and shut down our body processes. So Cruz, would you suggested to do hibernation? I looked at whether or not hibernation is possible in um, humans and a lot of the science says Ooh. no. Although there's a recent article in The Atlantic that says um, precisely similar to what you said about the frogs, you know, cooling is now, this is according to The Atlantic, uh, cooling is now widely practiced in hospitals and some doctors have come to believe the principle could be taken further, which is essentially keeping people alive after they die. Now, at the University of Maryland, the surgeon is studying what he calls the emergency preservation and resuscitation, which is to rapidly cool down trauma victims whose heart have stopped beating. This is essentially to buy time so that they can quickly perform, Mm -hmm. so that their heartbeat slows down, they can buy some time to perform those surgeries and to bring them back to life. I've heard about that. It's amazing. I've heard about that, yeah, that you actually cool them right down. And that, yeah, it's quite incredible what the science is. So there's like... Yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's one of those things where we forget. Um, It's really easy for us to forget. um, Like, okay, it's like one of those age-old arguments about why we should care about biodiversity and things like that. And it's because the humble Arctic squirrel may held clues for curing Alzheimer's. Like, That's why it's important that we protect our natural world, right? That's why we care about biodiversity. That's why we should preserve biodiversity. We should look after our planet. We should all care about climate change because we will learn things from the creatures and animals around us who are doing things a lot more efficiently than we are, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it's it's really, it's a really, really fascinating thing. And as you said, we're, we're already learning from all these different animals, different ways ways that um you know we can the fact is that we could learn from hibernating animals how human beings could one day travel long distances and arrive you know without being cryogenically frozen but i also know that cryogenic freezing is really on i mean this isn't what we're talking about today but cryogenic freezing is really on the rise as well and gaining popularity and it's really amazing i've met quite a few people who have paid that when they die they will be cryogenically frozen because they believe that they're often like futurist people so they're like really hyper intelligent ai you know like kind of people who believe in like the singularity the day that robots gain the intelligence of humanity all those sorts of things they're those kinds of people right they're they're a unique and important and special breed of people um they're remarkable but a lot of i've met a whole bunch of people are like oh yes i have this i literally wear a dog collar all the time that says if i die suddenly to call this number and this very expensive company will swoop in to cryogenically freeze this person because they believe that one day if it's in a thousand years or two thousand years or 500 years or a hundred years they believe the science will have advanced enough that they'll be able to be brought back to life so they've paid for that service i'm speechless and a bit of a tangent from hibernation <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's remarkable. I don't think I could do that, but I can see how people would. I could see the appeal, you know. Uh, that's bizarre. So how much are they paying? Is it a monthly subscription or is it a one? Well, I suppose if you die, you can I don't think monthly. it's a monthly subscription. I think it's a, no, it must be. It must be like a, yeah, it must be an annual subscription. But I'm assuming it's not an annual subscription once you die, because that would be really difficult. Because if you kind of like ran out of money to pay your fee they're like all right we're gonna have to thaw them out and just bury them now you know like we can't hang around you can't wait anymore but it but again the the fact is that this is stuff that people are thinking about all the time human hibernation is something people are thinking about all the time whereas i'm just thinking about like what it would be like to have a lion (laughs) as opposed to having a an insurance policy that takes my frozen 
body to an underground lab in Switzerland. I'm just thinking about the delight of cozying up with a book and not having anyone need anything from me for four hours at a stretch. That's but so um, but yeah, I have some quotations we can finish on today. Perfect. I have um, from Anthony DeMello. He said, one year of life is worth more than 20 years of hibernation. And I think that's that's very true. Okay, it's not the time you have, it's what you do with it. Um, right, the writer Ralph Ellison, who wrote The Invisible Man, and I think we're going to talk about him sometime on audio column because I had a deep dive with him. What a remarkable person. He said, Please, a definition a hibernation is a covert preparation for a more overt action. And essentially, he was saying that action will come in due time. Yeah. So, like when somebody is taking some time to rest and recuperate, if things patient. are quiet. Yep. Be patient there will action will come there will be a flurry of life once again very deep well cruzan as usual i thoroughly enjoyed your audio column and i look forward to maybe not a hibernation but a, a snooze maybe later on this snooze, evening yeah. <laughs> and i'll pretend it's a hibernation to recuperate my energy for our long nights well thank you so much cruz and you'll be back again next wednesday with us thank you very much indeed for I your will. time Take care. Bye. bye see you cruzy